Hello and welcome to Desert Pirate Radio. My name is E and I'll be honest with you, this show can be really hard to do. I love it so much, but it can be really hard to do. Particularly on mic stuff, absolutely 100% right down my alley. But you know, the stuff to get to the on mic stuff is just not my strength. For example, show notes, planning, just to name a few. But no longer. I will no longer be carrying the weight of this show on my shoulders. You know why? Because now I have my forklift license. I will carry it on the forklift. I just, I don't have my forklift license. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, we've got another fun show. More Faith Fuller, more Anton and Wendy. But <coughs> something I've been holding off doing because I wanted to do it with you guys is the box from the Mystery Man from last show. Um, I'm keen to play about with it with you guys. Anyway, I'm running out of sub jokes uh, for the sub adventure. I guess I'm a bit subpar at the moment. Howdy, my name is Faith Fuller. Welcome back to this segment on how to write a song. Today we're going to be writing verse one of our Dungeons and Dragons song. How exciting is that? Now, you may have done your own mind map and come up with your own theme, and I'm very pro that. So if you've got your own idea, please follow these instructions with that and not with this. But if you can't think of anything, feel free to follow along. Um, today I'm going to be walking you through how to write verse one of your song. Um, verse one is all about how we're getting to the chorus. So I explained a little bit about that last time, but um, uh, it's the kind of who, what, where, when, why. Maybe not so much the how, but very much the who, what, where, when, why. Um, who, is it just you? Are you the I in the song or are you talking about someone else? What perspective are you taking on? Um, what, what's happening? What color is the sky? On your more, on your more. Um, where are you? The forest? The dungeon? The Are you in the dragon already? Because that could be another option. Um, when? That's not super important, but it can be, depending on what you're writing. Um, so for verse one, I want you to write what we call a rhyming couplet. So it's two lines that rhyme. <laughs> Crazy. That rhymed in itself, so that's pretty cool. Um, so it could be something like, the sky is blue, I lost my shoe. That's all I want you to write. Two, two things, two lines that rhyme. And then once you've got those, you're gonna write the next two. And they don't have to rhyme with the previous two, they can rhyme with themselves. So that's what we call an AABB structure. So have a go at that. Welcome back. I hope you have written four lines that somehow rhyme. If they don't rhyme, ah. Um, no, that's fine. The next thing I'm gonna make you do is write another four lines, but we wanna be progressing the story, yeah? So. Don't just write the basic four things that you've already written. We want to be expanding upon... Because it's like we're, we're world building, yeah? We're... Oh my gosh, this is so D&D coded. I love it. Um, it's like we're creating this entire universe, this story, um, these people, the whatever's happening, this dragon, this dungeon. Um, and so you want to be expanding upon the knowledge that we've already set out. So if you've already said that the sky is blue and you've lost your shoe, um, maybe talk about something else. Uh, why... Why can you even see the sky where you are right now? How did you lose your shoe? Just a little allusions to things like that. Um, yeah, so please go and write uh, four more lines so that we have eight lines that somehow maybe rhyme. Um, cool. Enjoy. Did you know that the American government did an experiment where they sent capitalism to the moon? It failed due to the lack of people to exploit. Anyway, here's your dose of capitalism for today. Mm.
do you have a dueling cowboy problem? Is your town not big enough for the two of them? Instead of taking things into your own hand, why not put it in our hands? Send your cowboy problem to Josh's Cowboy Rehabilitation Ramp, where we can keep the West out of the West. time i haven't pressed that button i don't know why i didn't do it last show when i received it but anyway it's time to press the button it's a big red button that says don't push it why would i let an inanimate object tell me what to do goodness me here we go how has god used your hospitality skills and gifts to strengthen your faith personally or as a couple mm. yeah that's a good one we um we hadn't really thought about that until we started thinking about these questions but um, definitely it's, an, it's one of those examples where God gives us a, an instruction and although it's to do something for somebody else and you think, you think you're blessing that person, so often it comes back to you and you feel so blessed by the process. So it's like when I was doing you know, kids' church, you know, having to understand and explain a scripture in a way that children are going to get it and not use big lingo, um, really cemented some concepts in my own head so I felt like although I was trying to be a blessing to the kids I felt like I had been blessed through the process and um we yeah there's things like that so certainly with hospitality we feel like people want to hang out with us and that makes us feel loved and accepted <laughs> I think also um you know it, it's it's a great picture um of I think when you practice hospitality, it's a great picture of how God is towards us, that he's generous to us. Mm. And I think for those who aren't Christians or, or who are exploring faith, I think when you get your head around just how big and generous God is to us in that while we really don't deserve his friendship and kindness, he is very kind to us and he gives us Jesus as a way to be reconciled to him. I think that that broader Christian worldview context really helps frame how we live our lives. And, um, and I think Whitney's made a really important point in that when, when we see hospitality at work, we actually see God's heart at work. And, um, and isn't it always with God that when you think you're doing your little bit for him, he actually blesses you way above and beyond whatever you can do. So we think, ah, oh, we're giving him this much of our lives and being such good kind of people. And then he just blesses us abundantly because, because that's how he is. Um, he, you make a step and he takes 10 steps. Mm. Um, and so in the same way that we invest in sharing our lives with other people, that becomes such a blessing to us um, and it's and it's not something that you intend to happen but mm. that's just a side effect mm. uh, and a natural kind of concourse of of where it all comes from and where it's going mm. awesome i recently realized the q a i haven't been asking you guys for q a questions so please send them in we've got many weeks worth of asking to catch up on so 
if you could just send in some questions like I asked you last week and you went, oh, I have this question I've been asking and sending it in, that would be awesome. Yeah, you know how Q&As work. Anyway, this week's question of the show is, how has cooking changed how you see the world? I know that I, um, through cooking, have built some great relationships and it's far easier to talk. I once cooked brownies and I somehow burnt the bottom and the top was raw. Yeah, I don't know how I do that. Did that. Anyway, thank you for listening to Desert Pirate Radio. And I look forward to seeing you once again once the dust has settled from this show. Take care and eat your vegetables.